you a principle. For some of you, you already know this principle. I want to remind you of it. Uh, some of you, um, actually, you may learn it for the first time. And, um, but regardless, I think it's good for all of us. Uh, and it, it is one of those that if you're able to get a hold of, it can totally revolutionize your life. Obviously, you have to practice this principle. But if you're able to understand it, um, let it kind of sink into your heart and actually apply it. it. I can't think of a principle that can help you more than this one that I'm going to share with you. Uh, it can help you, it, you if you're married. It can help you in your marriage. If, uh, you know, if, uh, it has the potential to turn things around if things are in a little bit of bad shape in your, in your relationship with your spouse. Uh, it can help you with bitterness if, uh, from the past. I, I don't know, uh, you know, in a room like this, I don't know everybody, I don't know all the needs, uh, but if there is bitterness from the past, uh, it can most definitely help you. Uh, maybe someone did something to you when you were young, or said something, and uh, this principle can set you free. Um, it can help your kids if you have children, and you use this principle and you teach it to your children. Um, you, you will set them up for success in life, okay? And I'm not talk, talking about material success in, 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 in a sense. I'm talking about just um, it, their future will be so much better because of it. Uh, if you're going off to college and you're having to deal with roommates, if you're in a work environment where uh, people are a little bit frustrating, uh, this principle can help you with, 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 um, with your life. It, it can help you avoid all kinds of headaches. Let me just put it that way. Okay, if you're dealing with stress, with the, the pain of, of just dealing with, with relationships and people and all of that, uh, it, can, it can be a, a game changer. Uh, it is the key, in my opinion, it is the key to any lasting relationship. It is the main ingredient uh, for any of us to have a healthy relationship, for us to have a, a thriving, strong connections. And so whether it's your marriage, whether it's a father and daughter relationship or father son or siblings relationship, um, I hope that this one right here makes a difference in your life because I, I learned it when I was in seminary and um, it, it has totally revolutionized my life. Let me tell you, let me give you a heads up of what kind of what we're doing today with the message, okay? Uh, let me give you a, a roadmap per se. Um, I'm going to, we're going to look at scripture, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 18, so if you want to uh, just grab your Bibles or your phones or whatever, your tablets, Matthew 18, uh, all the verses will be on the screen, but um, if you'd like to follow along, Matthew 18, we're going to be, begin in verses 21, and we'll read to like verse 27, so we're looking at those six verses, um, so we're going to look at scripture, then we're going to learn the principle, and then at the end, I'm going to give you three ways that you can apply it, okay? So we're looking at scripture, we're going to learn the principle, and then I'm going to give you three practical ways to apply it, all right? So let's, let's begin with the word of prayer. Uh, Father God, I just want to dedicate this, the next few minutes to you, 26 minutes, Lord, uh, if I stay on time. I, I just pray, God, that you would um, really speak to our minds and our hearts. God, I pray that you would use me. Um, I, I believe that this is a transformative word from you, Father. And I just ask that you would just help us to understand what it is that you're, you're communicating to each one of us. God, may your spirit um, uh, fill us up, God. May your spirit be the fuel that we need. 
And so, Lord, I pray that if there's someone here uh, in, in this room or watching online um, or listening to the podcast, God, I pray that you would begin to work in their hearts. Before the very first word from Scripture is read, God, I pray that that you would allow some of the walls and some of the, the struggles from the past and maybe the bitterness. God, I pray that you would begin to just do your thing like only you can. Uh, I, I know that it's supernatural. I know that I can't do it, Lord. Um, they're not my words, they're yours. But I pray that they would just, just infiltrate us and that they would just mark us like never before. And so, God, we just dedicate this time to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse 21, um, we're in Matthew 18, verse 21. It says this, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? This is Peter speaking, and he asked the question up to seven times? So Peter, just so you know, he's trying to make himself look good, all right? This is, this is Peter. You got to get to know the guy. He's a, he, I, I like Peter, okay? But he's, he's trying to, have you ever met someone that, that they try to make themselves look a little bit more spiritual, okay? Like I come across a lot of people like this. I guess it's the nature of my business, um, what I do, you know, like people that they come and you know uh, sometimes the way they pray you know they change their voice when they pray and you know and it's like you don't have to do that you know to pray so peter's like okay how, how often should we i mean how much should we forgive others you know by the way the jewish rabbis um they only said that uh, you had to like forgiveness like two or three times was enough okay like you only needed to forgive someone like two or three times and so when peter goes you know, how, 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 you know how, how much do we forgive? You know, up to seven times? Peter's making himself look like, you know, I'm giving you a high number, okay? I want you to look how spiritual I am. And, of course, Jesus is going to rock his world because he says, no, not, not seven times. You know, you, you've heard the saying, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on on me, yeah, yeah. I'll forgive you once, you know, twice maybe, but you know what? I'm not going to go much further than that, okay? I'm going to learn my lesson. And so Peter, Peter's like, seven times? And Jesus, Jesus answered, verse 22, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And actually, in the Greek, the, the, the proper um, uh, translation should say 70 times seven, Okay, that's that's like, you know, which is like what 490 times, right? And it's not like once you get to 491, you're out, I'm done with you, see you later. No, no, no. I think it's the point is you're you're supposed to continue to live a life of forgiveness, okay? And then, by the way, if you've heard this story before, if you read these verses, do not tune me out, okay? Don't turn me off just yet because. Jesus is about to tell us a story, which is, I think, what I, I really enjoy about this passage of Scripture. It is the best story, in my opinion, in Scripture about forgiveness. And I want you to listen to it. So verse 23, he kind of launches into this story. Pay attention to it. Verse 23, it says, Therefore, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. 
So in this story, the king is God, okay? The king is God. The servants represent us, okay? So he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he, uh, verse 24, as he, the king, began the settlement, like he's adding things up. He's trying to figure out how much money do people owe me, okay? I'm trying to, it's an accounting term. I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I'm at, okay? So as he began the settlement, it says that a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. 10,000 talents is a measure of gold. This is an amount that cannot be paid back. It's a large sum of money, okay? And, uh, and so it says this man was brought to him, okay? A man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to, to this king. Verse 25, since he was not able to pay... It says the master, the master is the king. The word king and the word master are used interchangeably in this story. Since the servant was not able to pay, it says the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. So basically this servant, since this servant could not pay, um, he was, he along with his wife, his children, and all of his belongings were going to be auctioned off at the slave um, market, okay? Now, what, something you have to understand is in this culture, debt was a, a, a big no-no, okay? It was better in this culture, and there are, you know, there are a few places in the world, and I can't think there's a country, and I can't think of it right now, but there's a country um, that where, like, stealing is a big deal, like, like nobody steals, and I, I have to go back and, and, and do a little bit more research. But in this culture, stealing was, it was better to cut off your hand than stealing. And owing someone a debt, it was like, like stealing from somebody. Like if you owe someone something and you were not able to pay them back, it was a big no-no. And so this king, according to Jewish tradition, according to Jewish law, he had the right to do this. Okay, you, everybody following? You tracking with me? Everybody good? Give me a thumbs up. Make sure you're still alive. There you go. Phenomenal. Good, good, good. Verse 26, verse 26. The servant fell on his knees before the king, right? Be patient with me, he begged. And I will, I will pay back everything. Verse 27. Best definition of unforgiveness. Here's where we're going to get our principle, okay, for today. Verse 27, the servant's master, this is the, the king, okay, took pity on him, cancel the debt, and let him go. Okay, so here's, the, here's where we're going to get the definition for forgiveness. Here's where we learn the, the principle that I'm going to teach you today, okay? Let's read it one more time. It says, the servant's master, the king, okay, took pity on, on this, this man, canceled the debt and he let him go so obviously you know we're talking about forgiveness today now you may ask okay what is forgiveness what's the definition of forgiveness before i tell you what it is let me tell you what it's not okay because often you know the lines can be blurred so if you're taking notes you can write a couple of these i think it's going to help you uh, because sometimes we we get it confused forgiveness is not forgetting the offense okay 
Forgiveness does not mean that you're automatically going to forget what that person did to you. Forgiveness is not condoning the wrongdoing. You hear me? Forgiveness does not mean that you automatically are, you're going to support, you're going to condone the wrong behavior. Forgiveness does not mean that the relationship is automatically going to be restored. These are all really important, okay? Forgiveness does not mean that the relationship automatically is going to get better, that's going to be restored. And last, I would say forgiveness does not mean that the offender will not face the consequences, okay? Let me go over them again just to make sure we're all clear. Forgiveness does not mean that you're going to forget the offense it's not condoning the wrongdoing it does not mean that the relationship is automatically going to be fixed and it does not mean that the offender um, will not face the consequences so what is it what is it what's here's here's the definition that i have for you can we put it on the screen here it is and i don't know if we can change that background but is that hard to read it's a little bit maybe a little bit hard to read but if we can if you guys can help us out with that that would be great um forgiveness here it is all right is a choice of your will to erase a debt that someone owes you by living with the consequences of their sin. All right, let me, let me read it again. I'm going to break it up for, for you, okay? And then we'll, we'll get into it. What is forgiveness? What's this principle that you're talking about? Okay, this is what, what I gather from, from verse 27, right? It is a choice. It's a choice. All of us have free will. It's a choice of your will, okay? To do what? To erase a debt. Someone owes you someone, someone so, something. Someone said something. Someone did something. Someone, you know, whatever. You fill in the blank, okay? You're making a choice to erase a debt. That someone owes you how do you do it here's the part that that's that's just pure truth it's not easy to live it's not easy to apply this is what forgiveness becomes hard how do you do it by living with the consequences of their sins their choices so so what did this king do okay so follow along with me okay so this man owes him ten thousand talents of gold he doesn't have the money to pay him back and so the king did this right he chose to cancel the debt he chose to forgive him but guess what he still he still had to i mean this was a large amount of money this was a large amount for the king okay this wasn't like pennies and so the king chose to forgive him, chose to erase the debt, but the king is still, that man is not paying him back. He still has to live with the consequences of that man's actions. And so when you forgive someone, you choose to erase the debt, you choose to forgive um, and uh, what they owe you, but oftentimes you have to deal with the consequences of their sin. You know, uh, you know they did wrong, Right? They're the ones that owe you something, and I get it. It's not fair that you would have to pay for it. But it's what Jesus did, right? Um, a good story on forgiveness is the, the story of the prodigal son, right? Remember the story? The father forgave the son. He says, give me all my inheritance. Father was willingly 
uh, able to, you know, he's willing to give him the inheritance. His son goes away, you know, and he, he, who knows what he did with it. He comes back, and he knows that the son's not going to be able to pay him back. That money, that's gone, right? But that's, that's what it is. And so that is the burden that we carry when we choose Jesus' ways, when we choose forgiveness. Um, now, when someone wrongs you, there are two options. There's two things you can do. When somebody does something that you don't like, you know, they, they, they treat you the wrong way, they, you know, whatever, you know, uh, two, two, two choices, two options. You can hold that debt over their head, okay? Like in your mind, you can hold them like criminal, like you can hold them like a prisoner, okay, like that king, right? Like in your mind, you can hold that thing over their head forever. That's a choice that you can, if you want to, you can, you know, you, if you like, you get to play judge. You, you can be the prosecuting attorney. You can play that part too. You can be the, ju the, the jury and declare them guilty as charged and the gavel comes down. You can do all of those things in your mind, okay? The, the, the problem is that when you do that, it's poison to your heart. It's a self-inflicting death, okay? And that's why Jesus says, forgive. And that's your second choice. He says, it's much better if you choose for your own health, mental health, spiritual, emotional health, right? And, and you know, science is getting caught up to, to the Bible, but, you know, you can, you can look at science and you, and you can scientifically prove that when an individual has the ability to release other people who have hurt them, their, their mental health is so much better emotionally they're so much better they can engage they can move like they can move and you know like as far as their career they can handle things better people who hold grudges people who hold on to things it affects every area of their lives and so there's wisdom in what jesus is saying when peter says seven times it's like no 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 i love you too much to put a limit on it you forgive as often as you can and so, but how do we apply this, right? That's what we, we want to find out. Okay, how do we do it, okay? And, and here's what you need to know. We all have a need to forgive, but we all have a need to be forgiven, right? So this message hits us from both sides. We all, I'm sure there are people that we need to learn to forgive, but the flip side of that that we don't often see is, I wonder... Who needs to forgive me? I wonder what I've done intentionally or unintentionally that somebody is, maybe I offended them, maybe I did something. It could be one of my kids. It could be my spouse. It may have been that they have not communicated anything to me and I'm just totally oblivious. It may be that I did it you know, intentionally. Who knows, right? And so you have to acknowledge that we all have a need to offer forgiveness, but we also have the need to be forgiven. So three things that you can say, three things that you can say to practice what Jesus is teaching us in this, in this, this um, passage of Scripture, okay? Now, when you say these three things, you need to say them with sincerity. Like, you have to mean them, all right? You have to, you have to say them with specifics, 
Okay, so generalities don't work. You have to be very specific. You can't, you know, like work on the details, okay? When you say these three things, you have to say them with actions, okay? You have to tie an action to your words. You have to tie them together. You can't just, you know, just flippantly just say these three things and magically everything gets perfect, okay? Does that make sense? All right, so three things that I'm going to teach you that you have to, that, and you, you already know these things. It's just a reminder, but it's, it's a good reminder. But you have to say them with sincerity, number one. You have to say them with, what was the second one? Does anybody remember? Begins with an S. Specifics. There you go. One person's listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you have to say them, what was the last one? With what? Actions, okay? So you have to be sincere. You have to be specific, and you have to put action to it. Number one. This is what you, you got to say, okay? Will you please forgive me? Powerful words. Will you please forgive me? Why is it so hard for us to say that? Will you please forgive me? Will you please? Hey, say it. Will you please forgive me? Practice. It's good. It's good practice. Will you please forgive me? Say it. Turn to the person close to you and say it. Look at him and say, some of you are like, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> not doing it. You know? Not ready for that, Pastor Alex. Tell someone, will you please forgive me? It's good practice. You're going to need it later. I promise you. This week, something will happen, and you'll remember, oh, I'm so glad I practiced. What was that? <laughs> will you please what? Forgive me. <laughs> you know, the, the, remember the story of the prodigal son? He, Bible says he comes to his senses. He runs to the father, and he, his words, he, this is what he says. He says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Would you at least take me in as one of your servants? And, and the sentiment, if you look at scripture, there, the sentiment behind, behind all that is, is, will you please forgive me? That's what he's saying. I've sinned. I'm not worthy to be your call. I mean, he humbled himself, right? And, and, and so... When you say those words and you mean them, because you have to mean them, what you've done is you've laid down a bridge. Have you ever, have you ever, um, have you ever seen two people argue or, you know, or whatever, maybe you and someone else, and, but you're, you're noticing that there is a couple of relationship or whatever, a couple of people just going at it, and, and there's stress and there's friction, and, and uh, you know, there is, there is contention. Have you ever noticed, like, a, 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 maybe at work or a fa two family members, or maybe between you and your spouse or whatever, the Bible says that only by pride comes contention, um, so which I think it's interesting. Uh, but have you ever noticed that? If someone in the relationship is able to say, man, I'm so sorry, would you please forgive me? You know what they've done? They've just laid down a bridge. They've just opened up a door that was closed before. And it is so powerful. Like this is, this is like supernatural stuff. Try it, but now make sure that you don't just do it without a heart, right? You gotta tap, like your heart has gotta be in it. But when you say, man, I'm so sorry, would you please forgive me? I'm, I communicated the wrong way. I just kind of went the, the wrong, you know, you know, I was tired, whatever. No excuses, but you, if you just voice, if you just give, if you just say those words, it can be, it can be life-changing. Now, you have to be specific, you got to be sincere, okay? Because if you, it, it can go the opposite way. If you say, if you're too general with your statement, okay, it actually can backfire on you, 
Okay, so like if you want things to go the opposite way, you acknowledge your mistakes in general terms, okay? I'm sorry if you were offended by what I said. <laughs> you know, that's not going to cut it, you know? I'm sorry if, if, what are you talking about? If you hurt my feelings, like I'm devastated, you know? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take me 10 years of, of counseling to get over this. What do you mean, I'm sorry if, what I said offended you. Come on, right? No, no, you gotta be, you gotta be specific. Hey, I, I'm sorry about what I said and then said. Would you please forgive me? Hey, I'm sorry about what I did not do. Would you please and mention it, right? You have to be, you have to work on the details. Okay, number two, number two. What's the second thing you can say to practice what Jesus is teaching us? Number two, I forgive you. I forgive you. Those are powerful words. Just as powerful. I forgive you. Someone said that to me. Well, they're, they're constantly saying that to me. <laughs> uh, but somebody said it last week. And I, honestly, when they said it, <sighs> there was something that happened in my heart. I forgive you. They're powerful words. I choose to forgive you. Now, when you say them, again, you have to say them with actions. Going back to the, the story of the prodigal son, right? Um, it says that the son was a, a long ways off. The father sees him, okay? And I wonder if the father had been looking out for days and months and maybe years for the son to come back. And as soon as he sees the son, and it's like, is that him? Could that be him? And the moment, the Bible says that the moment that he recognized him, his, his heart was full of love and compassion, the Bible says. And he, if you, you got to go back and look at, look at the verses, but it says that he ran towards the son. While he was still a long ways off, he ran towards the son, and then he embraced him, and he kissed him. All three action verbs, right? So when you say, I forgive you, you got to tie it to some, some, some action, okay? You can't just say the words, because it won't work if you just say the, wor the words, and so in this case, the father goes, bring the finest robe, put it on him. You know, get the biggest ring, put it on his finger. Give me some sandals, put it on his feet. Throw the steak on the grill. We're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate. It's, it's the father. What's the father doing? He's saying, I forgive you. But he's not just saying it. He's, he's doing it. It's, it's, it's actions, right? Not just saying it with words. He's saying it with his actions. And so... I cannot tell you how powerful these words are. Will you please forgive me? I forgive you. Listen to what the Bible says. Can we put Proverbs uh, 28, 13 on the screen? Watch this, watch this. Really important verse, okay? I hope you write the reference down or something. People who conceal their sin will not prosper. Okay, this is not Alex communicating. This is God's word, okay? People who conceal, people who hide their sin will not prosper. But if they, help me out, what's that second word? If they what? Confess and turn from them, they will receive what? They will receive mercy, okay? So did you know, I, I learned this in probably last week from one of my favorite preachers from seminary. Jim Scheller is his name. Um, did you know that Human beings cannot live with the guilt of sin in their hearts. Did you know that? 
For you cannot do for a, an extended period of time. You, it's just impossible for us as human beings to, to, to deal with the guilt of sin in our lives. You can't do it. In fact, if you look at the verse, it says that there's one or two things that we can do with sin, with, with, the, with guilt, okay, with the guilt of sin in our hearts. The Bible says that you can either, it says, can we, if we put the verse back up, it says we can, either, we can either conceal our sins, we can hide them, all right, but we can't live with them, but we can hide them, all right, like we cover it up, or what's the second word? Or we can do what? Confess. We can confess. Now, we're really good at concealing our sin, right? You're looking at a pro right here. I'm a professional. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. We got two people in the room that are really good at concealing sin, right? I'm a professional concealer, right? This is how we do it. This is how we conceal our sin. This is how we hide it, right? We, um, we compare, right? And here's what we say. And these are verbatim words that I have said I don't mind being vulnerable with you we're is a safe place but words that I've said to my spouse I wouldn't have lost my cool if you wouldn't have done <laughs> yep sorry you came to the wrong church if you're thinking the pastor is like a holier than thou guy no 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have yelled if you know if this wouldn't have happened if the kids or whatever right we compare but what I'm doing and so I'm trying to hide the fact that I got angry, right? Mom, Dad, you ought to see what my friends are doing, you know? Like, what I'm doing is nothing in comparison to what they're doing. Come on, give me a break, right? We compare. That's how we conceal. If that doesn't work, here's what we do. And we're really good at it. Um, <laughs> we confuse the issue. If comparison doesn't work for us, we just, and hopefully we can confuse you enough to like, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Pastor, I'm not positive that what I did is a sin. I think it was a mistake. <laughs> Buddy, when I play chess, if I make the wrong move, that's a mistake, okay? But call it sin when it's sin. You lost your temper, that's sin. You were prideful, that's a sin. You, were, you lied, that's a sin. Well, you know, you, you were jealous, that's a sin. Don't confuse the issue. Don't go, you know, Pastor, well, I don't really know if I, what I did is wrong. I, I um, you know, have another word for it. No, 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 no. You can conceal it or you can confess it. Jesus says it's much better it's much better to confess will you please forgive me I forgive you and last I'm out of time I had two more but we're not going to be able to do them but I'm going to share one I am listening I'm listening the last one is I love you okay those are powerful words but I'll just cover this one I am I'm listening I'm listening. Um, if, you want your, if you want to make your relationship stronger, you want to make your relationship superior, okay, than the average, 
your relationship with your kids, and maybe, they, maybe they're grown, maybe they're out of the house, whatever. You want to make your relationship with your spouse a little bit better? Don't say, oh, yeah, 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 I got it, I hear you. Like, you know, you don't need to say anything. Like, I, I, you know, I know you're, save it, save it. I, I know what you're saying. I know exactly how you feel. No, 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 no. Say the opposite. I'm, I'm listening. And even if you already know, it's okay. Let them talk. Let them vent. Even if it's not the truth, you know, even if you don't agree with them. We talked about this in recent days, right? I feel like God's kind of just putting this thought in my mind over and over. And I think, I hope it's for someone out there that just needs to understand that these are powerful words. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know how someone, how can you tell when someone's listening? Their eyes. They're all in their eyes. They're looking away. They have this glassy look. Not with you. They're not with you. How can you tell if someone's not listening? Some of you are going like this. <laughs> you know? But you know what I'm talking about, right? Are you done yet? I'm bored of this. Okay? Yeah, crossed arms means they're disagreeing with you. Right? And so, as we conclude... Bible says the wise king listens. The wise king listens. Most of the time what I found out is people, people don't really always want to be right necessarily. They just want to be heard. They just, hey, let me explain. Let me share. Let me just kind of give my side of the, 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 the equation. And so as we conclude, kind of as we wrap it up, forgiveness, what is forgiveness? It is a choice of your will to erase a debt that someone owes you by living with the consequences of their sin. It's not easy. The alternative, though, it's poison. It's a self-inflicting death. It's a slow death. And so we need to learn to use those words. Will you please forgive me? I forgive you. I am listening. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just, simple question. Is there someone, is there someone in your life right now that you need to forgive? Would you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Okay? Yeah, all, all hands, my hands included. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive? Anyone else? Thank you for your honesty. God sees your hand. He sees your heart. Second question, just as important. Is there someone in your life that you need to go to and say, hey, I screwed up. Please forgive me. Raise your hand, anyone? Okay. Yeah. Lord, you know our hearts. You know the challenges of this message. And you know that it's worth nothing. This message is worth nothing unless we take it out there. Unless we, we really apply it to our lives. God, help us to practice what Jesus taught us 2,000 plus years ago. If for nothing else, for our own well-being, if for nothing else, for our own mental health, if for nothing else, so that we can spiritually and, and emotionally mature. So God, help us in a supernatural way. Is it, is it easy? No. But it is the way to live in peace and freedom. And that's what you want for us. And so, God, we release control, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. This person who really did this terrible thing and helped me through with that. Maybe this is a place. Go ahead and, and uh, contact us through that. We'd love to start a conversation with you. I've discovered that when women get together, a church gets better. 
you know what? Isn't that true? It's good when the men get together too, obviously. But something especially powerful happens. My wife's always shared. Well, we've got a women's brunch that's coming up this Saturday at 10 a.m. here at LifePoint. Uh, and you can register online at the or at the Welcome Center in person. And come and be a part and, and connect with the ladies. When we get together, something powerful happens. And this is a great opportunity to do it. So ladies, go ahead and sign up for uh, online or you can do it here in person. You know, our church is here be- partly as far as being able to keep the doors open, the lights on, and continue to reach our community powerfully because of the donations and because of people supporting from what we get. I know if you're like me, everything that I receive from the Lord and finances has come as a result of His blessing and keeping me. My next breath is His, much less my ability to make income. And so I feel like it's part of my services to give back what He's given to me and to the place where I worship and I call home and God ministers. If you feel as I do, would you think about if you would give, begin to give sacrificially from what you get every week back in and invest into this church because of the difference it's making in community. There's several ways you can do that. You can give online at lifepointfc.com slash give. That's the most popular way. You can also uh, text to uh, give 903-592-8357 or you can give the old-fashioned way and drop some money or a check on your way out here at the church. Who likes tacos? You like tacos? I, I got to say, that's one of tacos and pizza. But here, how often do you get to go have really good tacos and make a big difference in the world? That doesn't happen very often. Well, you can do that here today, right? We're going to have, the, the students are doing a fundraiser to go to summer camp. So not only have some great tacos, but you can help a student go to a summer camp that could change their life. And uh, yeah, amen. Hi, that's great, right? As well as I didn't make plans for lunch, so now I got lunch settled, and I get to make a difference in a kid's life. That's amazing. After each, after the service, enjoy us a taco and a plate for donations. You can give as you'd like to to make a difference there. We'd love to have you do that. Thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited. We're going to end with worship. Sing this again, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God, I love it all. Hallelujah, God, I'm shakeable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, here of heaven, you conquered the grave. You freed every captain. Come on, let's sing it up.
You guys have an amazing, amazing week of worship.